Hey, I'm Bert, and welcome to Season 2 of Dabbing with Washington Artists. If you're new to the show, the idea is simple. Six questions, six dabs. So pull up a chair, light your torches, as we interview the artists that make Washington, Washington. <laughs> Hi, I'm Vince. <laughs> I'm Chelsea Bell. Uh, <laughs> this is hard. So, if you got some so. time, <laughs> check out the links below. See what he does, and you can see what I do too. That's my art right there. For today's series of dabs, we'll begin our smoke session with an ice cream cake, a god's gift, and a peaches and cream. And we will round out the session with a blue dream, a tropicana punch, and a lumcello. Hey everyone, I'm Bert, and we are Immature Stoners, and this is Dapping with Washington Artists. Today we are rejoined by our friend Chelsea Porter, uh, Chelsea Bell Porter, I don't know if you prefer the whole name, but... Uh, Chelsea Bell is perfect. Chelsea Bell, uh, and uh, she brought along her friend Vince here from uh, Art Cannabis. Yeah. Um, nice to meet you, nice and meet welcome you back. Thanks for having me back. Um, Glad to be on your show. Hell yeah, I'm excited. Uh, you guys ready to get stoned? Yeah, oh, absolutely. All right. Yes, please. All right, so we're going to start out today oh, with some ice cream cake. We got some nice pretty little diamonds here for... Oh my goodness, it reeks like... Oh my God. Oh, that is... I like the clearness of that one. Right. Ice cream cake is an indica dominant strain with a sedating and calming physical high and is known for its rich vanilla flavor. We scored a gram of these saucy diamonds at a shop on Route 99 in Linwood. There you go. And then you just inhale as long as you want. Yeah! That one can be kind of hard to tell how much you're filling it up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did I do it? Yeah, yeah. you did do yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, oh, you're, I'm going to take some. Okay. That was nice. We'll put it to the test here. <laughs> Oh, I see. Innovation. So the first thing we like to ask everyone on the show, what role does cannabis play in your creative process? Oh, cannabis always plays a big role. It gets my creative brain going, to be honest. I love setting up an art station, maybe lighting a candle, good music, and smoking something. Lately, it's been a lot of dabs um, and edibles. Okay. Which I'm, I'm typically a dab type of girl, but I have been really indulging in edibles on a high level. Uh, <laughs> I've been a, a good solid anywhere between 50 and 100 milligrams is like been setting me just perfect. I've got like 10 grams of it, like reclaimed, just sitting waiting to be used for. Oh, for I, oh yeah, that makes some good <laughs> edibles. Yeah. It's usually tasteless too, oh, so yeah. you like. You don't know what you're getting. <laughs> uh, how about you? Uh, everything actually. Yeah, mm -hmm. art and cannabis are like kind of my whole life these days <laughs> in that um i have a small garden at home that i grow okay. and i usually have about 14 strains that i'm playing with in the breeding space nice. um, but for the art side of things like right now i'm collecting um different stages of the fan leaves 
So, okay. uh, and then I'm pressing them like you would in a flower press for an eventual large mandala of cannabis leaves. Oh, cool. I'll be taking some of those leaves as well, and I'm going to create something on a canvas. That's right? wicked. I yeah, can't wait I'll to see that, that when it's done. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's been a lot um, of fun. And I usually ask people uh, what kind of strains they're really into today, but you brought some with you today. Yeah. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about what you what you brought around? Absolutely. As long, and these have your art on them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we've got uh, Chelsea's strain, actually. Uh, the way art cannabis works is we feature local Pacific Northwest artists. Mm -hmm. uh, right now, Chelsea's on our GMO cookies, um, actually one of the higher selling strains at the moment. Um, we've got Memory Loss. Uh, what else do we have there? Bruce Banner and Wedding Cake. Nice. All strings that, you know, any smoker could look up online and they're going to find a reputation. Oh, absolutely. I've, I've personally tasted all, all of these strains before. Exactly. And, you know, so now I can't wait to compare <laughs> how you guys' strains, you know, hold up. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but that's really cool. Uh, do you have any personal favorite strains at the moment? Yeah, actually. Um, I've been really into Rainbow Belts 2.0. Okay. So that's I have the not tried that yet. 1.0 is Skittles crossed with Moonbow. This okay. is Archive Seed Bank down in Portland. You know, okay. Really talented people. Oh my god. Um, but um, their Rainbow Belt 2.0 was sort of the back cross, locking in those genetics of the 1.0. So you get this nice 2.0. It has a better smell. It's less um, finicky when it comes to like what it yields. It actually is nice. a heavier flower. You get more like grenade sizes. Uh, yeah, there you so, go. Yeah. I love uh, that one. How about you? What do you? What's you? What you digging right now? Um, I am a fan of Trophy Wife oil right now from a brand called Snickle Fritz. That's been like my top repeated brand. Okay. But I have got to try this from Art Cannabis and I'm an indica person so I've been smoking as much as I can get this because I always buy it when I see it. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this indica is it's got a good taste to it. I'm just that one really, hits. it does. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Typically sold out, which I'm, is nice. I'm too. excited to try that one. Yeah. <laughs> we got some God's gift. Oh, oh God's oh. gift. What's that? I've heard of the name before. I remember that oh. one first showing up in like High Times one way back. Yeah. Like, that's sweet. God's Gift is an indica-dominant strain with an intense physical high that tends to leave the smoker feeling couch-locked and incapacitated, and it's known for its subtle terpene profile of sweet grapes and citrus. We found a gram of these sugar diamonds at a shop in Capitol Hill. Yeah. See, now I know how to do it. She doesn't like a pro. This is probably my favorite <laughs> little rig I've ever seen. Oh, that was a that was a gift to us from a friend. It's a good gift. So good friend. Good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fill up that rig and Morty Bong. <laughs> <laughs> ask everyone um how has living in washington uh influenced your creative process or your uh, or your art that's a good question that has influenced my art i would say a lot a lot of it um i tend to do octopus paintings um jellyfish sea life turtles and a, 
that is straight inspired from the Pacific Northwest. Um, there was somebody who told me that we are home to one of the most species of octopus in the world. Really? And I just found that interesting, but I always feel connected drawing octopus and painting them in um, that. Yeah, that, that's straight from the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> that's great. I love it. That's amazing. Yeah. I love your octopus pieces. Um, and I brought, I brought one with me. Um, that we can show. Nice that little octopus. Cool. This is made with gouache watercolor, um, and I got to use some gold ink on this piece, particularly. Give it a is little, that the shine there? Yeah, give it a little razzle-dazzle. Nice. But yeah, I do these for live paintings with um, for his company. We go to dispensaries, and I typically do watercolor octopus or something of that sort. That's cool. Yeah. How about you? How has living in Washington affected your you know, your creativity, your, you know, and, you know, just you. Uh, I like to think of myself as, uh, I don't want to say prideful, but I am proud. I love living in the Pacific Northwest. I love the weed yes. up here too. And I'd say that like, because of that, I'm always trying to show off what we're doing and I'm always looking into it. Uh, yeah. All right. So we have some peaches and cream for our third. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Give that a smell. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That smells like candy. What? Exactly. <laughs> that literally smells like a bag of candy. Peaches and Cream is a terpene infused hybrid with a rich, creamy terpene profile, and it's known for its relaxing hide that won't leave the smoker feeling incapacitated. We picked up a gram of this terp sauce at a shop on Center Ave in Tacoma. Oh my gosh. That stuff smells so good. That. That brand always has extremely, like, smelly type of flavorful. Oh, yeah. I want to say that that one is extremely... They have a key lime one that's just killer. Oh, so I hope that smells so <laughs> good. It's a really lovely one. It tastes like peaches. It tastes like peaches. It smells like peaches. <laughs> and I feel fuzzy. Millions of peaches. Fuzzy and peach. Funny thing, people may not know this. He's not really singing about peaches. Cheers to that. Then I've been singing the wrong lyrics for years. All right. Uh, so you are known for your a lot of, uh, a lot of your depictions of beloved cartoon characters, yes. as we've seen in. In the past, when you've been here, yes, um, and have uh, started accepting commissions uh, for them. Yeah. Uh, what can you tell us about it? Um, like, can people pick any character? Like, That's, what's yeah. what's your range on this? I usually, so in my experience, I used to be like shy, like, oh, you like cartoons, but now I'm like, everybody associates with a cartoon. You could, I have experienced extremely elderly people. They are just like, oh, I love this cartoon growing up. Could you do this? And like Felix the Cat being one, oh, an old school cartoon. And so I get everybody, kids, adults, everybody knows a cartoon from somewhere, whether it's popular or not. But I have just, everybody that always stops by, it's because of the cartoon characters. And so I allow them to choose whatever. Um, one of the most popular style is anime. So I, I get a lot of requests for anime, and I feel like I'm not an anime artist, but it gives me a new challenge of trying to... I can um, imagine. Like, do you, what do you have to do? Is there something different you have to do to well, try to achieve that style? I just feel like the anime style is just so much its own artwork, and it's just a huge platform. And I don't know if it's maybe in my head, like, I don't think I'm, like, 
good enough or like I just see it as like this whole amazing realm of artwork and I'm like am can I am I up there so it's a, I always see it as a challenge so I always limit um anime requests just because I also don't know anime that's fair. So, and I get into like little things. Um, I was doing transponder snails from One Piece, and I, <laughs> I, I gotta piece. have the voice actress of um, one of the One Piece characters sign it and stuff. Oh, cool. So I thought that was cool, and I pronounced the name wrong. It's Luffy, 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 Luffy from One Piece, uh-huh. and I said that to her, and she just kind of looked at me, and I was like, "Girl, you can tell I don't watch the show." And I was, but she also does um, the voice of Evie. From Pokemon. But oh, cool. <laughs> she signed the One Piece um, picture, and I just thought that was pretty cool. It definitely made me, That's made super me love cool. the cartoon aspect a little bit more. <laughs> um, uh, since we're on, I guess, the, the pop culture uh, questions here, uh, do you have any uh, old school uh, pop culture that kind of shaped your uh, your creativity? What like, what, you like? I'm going to try to make this you apply know, to you I'm as so well. I'm so glad you... Um, Brought back up the question because I forgot what we were talking about. That's fair. That's, that's, really, <laughs> that's good. Good dad. Um, honestly, when I looked at your work originally, we were like deciding who we we're going to work with on this round of artists for Art Cannabis. Um, <laughs> we were, I remember diving into your work and seeing the Nickelodeon, like the, all these different Nickelodeon characters, and like that's my age group. Yeah, and it's also just something that it just it pulled on my heart, and yeah. It, does she taps into that i love that she can pull that up for everybody you know yeah uh yeah that was one of the things that we enjoyed when we first met i think we've got where is it we've got the little Leslie arnold one oh yeah poster up here you absolutely have yeah. Yeah. Oh, god that movie like i watched that so many times and then of oh, course yeah. johnny bravo here. i brought a giant johnny i still bravo. do the monkey sometimes like i still do, do i was doing it the other day at work oh my gosh <laughs> how did the monkey work it's, you know, you do the... The, the monkey, the dance, you know? <laughs> dance. I don't see it. I this guess whole... you should show me. But he... Um, every, time, every time I see this picture, I always go, Mama. Oh, Mama. Yeah, but that's definitely a good one. I do many versions of Johnny Bravo, and I cannot keep him. Like, if they just, they go so quick. And so I'm now to a point where I could probably, I just can draw him. Awesome. So for our halfway point here, we're on number four. We got some Blue Dream. That we do. Classic. Blue Dream is a sativa dominant hybrid known for its cerebral and heady high that lasts for hours and its rich terpene profile of sweet berries. We found a gram of this batter at a shop in Capitol Hill. <laughs> There's nothing better. Our bead and chit chatting. Oh, it's my turn. That's nice. Oh. Oh. It's really nice. <laughs> Very different level. I think it was when Blue Dream came out was when I started realizing the importance of strains, though. Yeah. Because I, I started noticing there was the real Blue Dream strain, and then everybody passing off a bunch of shit that they were saying was Blue Dream. I hate when they do that. Yeah. But it was that was when I first started paying attention to, oh, it's about the grower, it's about the, the actual, and that's when, yeah, I started getting interested in where the actual lineages were. And, so, uh, art and cannabis have long uh, have long and intertwined history, uh, dating back thousands of years. Um, do you see this as a natural product of the plant, or getting stoned, or as more as like a cultural and social phenomena? Oh, 
I think it's definitely a little, like what you were saying at the end, like it's cultural, just, I don't know. I feel like I have to think about that. Art and cannabis is, I mean, I guess I didn't know about art and cannabis until I started indulging in cannabis. And then I just realized that the two go, now I just, you know, I was of age. I was like older than 18 when I first tried it. But um, moving forward, art and cannabis is extremely therapeutic. In my experience of teaching and things, I've taught a paint and puff. Um, and that I want to go to one of those. I, to, I, I keep I keep telling him because um, now that that label's there, I'm like, this. Would, we should let's have a whole paint and puff. It. it would be fantastic. But it was a really positive. It was really positive. There was people there that were just like, "There's no way I could paint. There's just no way." And they were just so. It was almost like they just kept shutting themselves down. And they took a minute up front when everybody was just quiet with a joint. And just their mouths open, but everybody's picture was done. It was completed. Um, I thought I told I was like, it'll probably take an hour and a half. We were there for three hours just because everybody was. It was just a whole vibe, and it's because cannabis was involved too. Absolutely, it was great. I would. I'm forever cannabis and art. It's gonna be kind of an interesting thought about you know what came first, the cannabis or the outcast. You know, like because you know, is it just the fact that can the outcast tended be the one smoking the cannabis or yeah. did that you know which came you know which one came, <laughs> which one right. came first uh what about what about you what do you think um I ask that question again oh sure Sorry. um just kind of uh do you think that um art inspired or cannabis inspired the art or do you think the the cultural mindset of like the outcasts who also happened to smoke weed kind of uh you know i don't have like a direct answer to that one Sorry, we're going to have to try this again. I just forgot the question again. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> what was the question? Basically, uh, do you think weed makes you creative, or do you think outcasts are creative and Thank they you. also smoke? Um, I think weed makes people uh, less in their own mind or in their own way to be creative. I think people are naturally creative. Okay. You know? Um, and for like you were just saying, Chelsea, I feel like when it – when we when weed is around, there's really no excuse not to be creative, not to be yourself. So it breaks down that locked barrier. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Of and it's like people's mindset going in like the paint and puff. They're like, oh, I could never do this. I could do this. But then here they are smoking, socializing. It was nothing but smiles and a good time and a completed painting. Like the whole canvas was done, and they were like, literally great pieces. That is so cool. It wasn't just. Blocks I would love to come kids. and do one of those. Too. I, we should do it. I would love to. Stay, stay tuned. I, I had to percent guarantee my girlfriend would want to come. Yeah, it, yeah it was awesome. Sure. So, um, like in our ticket prices and stuff, we included a joint and a dab, and we had a dab bar as well. Nice. And so, and I brought like snacks and there were beverages. The only thing we were strong about was no alcohol because it is not a paint and sip. Those are fun too. Don't get me wrong, but it was to highlight cannabis. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, the creativeness and the exposure to it and how it goes hand in hand too. Yeah. To that earlier point too, I think there are certain strains that enable you to be more creative than others. For sure. Yeah. Like, um, what's that one? Train wreck. It's a great, like kind of like, totally right. But like you can go do 20 different things that you didn't anticipate you were going to do, organize, create, whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's just, that's the vibe that you're smoking. I love that. All right, uh, so moving on to our number five, we have some Tropicana Punch. Ooh. 
Tropicana Punch is a well-balanced hybrid with a distinct cerebral high that tends to leave the smoker hyper-focused and energetic, and is known for its complex terpene profile of sweet berries and roasted nuts. We found a gram of this sugary sauce at a shop on 56th Avenue in Marysville. I was uh, smoking a fermented punch last night that was pretty phenomenal. Here I can show you the, the lid so you can see where that's from. Interesting. I got to see their space a long time ago where they're making the products, and the guy that's in charge seems to really love what he's doing. Nice. To your earlier point about being passionate about what you do. I would love to get like, you know, like an actual um, uh, processor or something like that, because that's an art form by itself. Happy to hook you up with anybody I yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah, we can talk about that. Is this, is this, is this yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're on. <laughs> You're on. Oh, okay. We are live. See, this is the kind of song we like people to get. Yeah. <laughs> it's me. That is you. That's all you. <laughs> that was good stuff. I feel like it just had me just go, <sighs> take it all in. I can fill it in my chest. So, um, Chelsea, you've been doing live paintings at the Vendor Days at Art Cannabis, uh, at dispensaries for, yep. sorry, for dispensaries in which you are, uh, you guys are, product can be found. Uh, do you find this integrates uh, an element of performance art to your process? Yes. Yes. Um, I think so. I think so. Just was when I'm painting, I've never really done a lot of live paintings so being able to team up and be on there it has allowed me to experience live paintings and when I'm in the zone I think people can tell because they don't talk to me and it's like a very it's like a respectful like I just see like I'll kind of see out the corner of my eye and I see this and then like they back away and I'm like um and so sometimes when I'm trying to do a live painting I'm not mad at it, but a lot of people want to stop and chit chat. So, and then I'm like a social butterfly. So then I'm completely abandoned my painting just to <laughs> talk and stuff. But at the vendor days, I can actually do a whole painting from front to finish and still have some time to socialize. That's awesome. And so, yeah. It's pretty phenomenal to it watch. Is. And how do you guys do, like, what's your role in the setup on those? Um, so I'm there as artist support. Um, yeah. You know, anything the artist needs, essentially food, water, um, someone in their way, uh, tables, the list goes on. Okay. I'm there to support them, make sure they have what they need. Yeah. Um, and then at the same time, I'm also hanging out with the bud tenders because the bud tenders are the ones who actually sell the product. Yes, they are. Mm -hmm. And they're they're lovely people. We love them. We love bud tenders. Toodles, we, love bud tenders. Yeah. we have other ideas about that, too. He comes in with cookies and treats, and they're just like, yeah. Yeah, make sure they you. Make sure everybody's in a good mood, having a good yes. time, and willing to, like, you know, talk about weed. Yeah. So that's usually what like, I'm trying to do is create a good space to talk about weed. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> that's a great, he does a great job. Uh, how long do these uh, live paintings go for? Like, what, how, like what's the they're just for? They're about three hours. Yeah. Okay. Three hours, kind of. They're nice because I don't feel like I'm on the clock, like, pressured here for three hours because talking with the bed tenders and, like, the people at the store, it's it's so much fun. It is that's, just so much fun. That's really cool. And do you guys have any upcoming ones that yeah. we can know about? Uh, Greenworks and Greenwood will be doing one there next week, I think, if not the following. Um, I'll get you a couple dates actually okay, if that yeah, will help yeah. but yeah we've got a couple local ones here in Seattle that are coming up nice and we'll probably have Chelsea at it when I say probably we will yeah <laughs> I, if that's the one I'm thinking of 
they actually have my painting. Yeah, they, yep. I actually, yeah, I favor them a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I they're a great they're, they're team, and um, there's a couple people there that they're just so, they're memorable. Um, they take professional pictures with, like, a nice camera, the marketing guy there and stuff. And, nice. Um, to have that on, like, in a portfolio of, like, professional headshots is, that's nice. He's got an eye for that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right, so for our last dab for the day, we have some limoncello. Ooh. I just like saying that word. I mean, yeah. Me and, uh, me and Q were talking about that. Limoncello is a sativa-dominant strain that won't leave the smoker feeling amped up or overly energetic, and is known for its terpene profile of lemon zest and bitter cherries. We found a gram of these sugar diamonds at a shop on 88th Avenue in Renton. She's like, y'all watching me. <laughs> Much better than I do it. I'm more just, you know, timing you because I want to do what you're doing. It it takes um kind of like guess. a medium slow hit. Like you can't just Yeah. You just yeah. And it also like Which I like. seals right here. And yeah. if we I I'm not sure. Do, do you want air to come in initially so that you get a better flow or Um you know, I've found that sometimes when it's trying to be cloggy that helps a little bit. But um I like a hit that I can take like that, like just a nice slow, like gets all the way into your lungs by the time you're done. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Oh. <coughs> yeah. <coughs> that was good. <coughs> Alright. So uh, as legalization has progressed over time, uh, there appears to be a stark contrast emerging between the traditional corporate branding and logos and cannabis branding. Where do you hope to see branding and marketing in the cannabis industry moving forward? <laughs> feel free to, feel free to uh, you know, shortly. Um, yeah. I'll give you guys more images so that you can show them up close later. But yeah, like... In weed, you have an opportunity to feature and lift up other people in the community, share with them, and that's what we're trying to do at Art Cannabis. Um, Chelsea's been helping us do it. But yeah, like the packaging, I hope, continues to build up the community that you know supports the industry. It keeps seeing cooler and cooler shit with the packaging, you know, and it's just you come and go, huh, that's huh. an interesting thought. You know? What do you think of like, a wild gummy packaging, that almost twisting box? Oh, I haven't seen that. Uh, check that out. Okay. The one that yeah. your uh, man works at. Oh, yeah. Uh, he works at Wild. Okay. Wild Gummies are pretty awesome, but they're from Oregon. Oh, okay. Originally. They're good. They're very good tasting. Do the job. Yeah. Um, and uh, and it does it, you feel like um, the including like the art community in there is... is uh, it, it's, um, it's an instant bond almost. Yeah. Honestly. You know, I... It's a, like so baked right now. <laughs> it, it's like it's such a it's to me it's like an instant bond. Like I work at a job that I think maybe before the pandemic they probably UA people, but now there's like this there's this like barrier that's like been like lowered because I had a discussion about like oh my artwork is on this brand it is cannabis and they like think that that's so cool and there's no like weird stigma and I think working in prior like corporate setting jobs. Oh my God, you even say the W word. You are like UA the following next day. But somebody could talk about, you know, how drunk they were all weekend. I, I was working for totally. a very it's, large it's, corporate delivering company. 
Oh, uh, yeah. But, um, <laughs> and I, I was high when I went to go do the pee test, you know? They it's, don't care anymore. And the, I think with the, like, the job I have now, too, I think it's definitely, like, well, the, I mean, there shouldn't be a reason why you're maybe like this all day longer if it's affecting something, you know? But there's, it's just none of that. There's no weird stigma. And I think I have, like... PTSD from other companies being so hardcore about it because I'm like, uh, like they found out that I we were gonna be on this show and they're like, oh, send us the link and I was like, but I'm gonna be, I was like, and so some of <laughs> some of my fellow coworkers they were like, okay, I still want to see it, like you don't think that we don't <laughs> so just, like just the full normalization of it yeah. in all of our media and everything. Need that stigma important. to be down that it is just like like. I know I used to work for a Seattle-based company that is, it's an appliance company, but they they had to UA because they work with Department of Transportation. Mm-hmm. So, like, his, the owner's motto was, like, well, if my drivers have to be UA, it's just we keep it all around for everybody. Like, there should be no specialty. And so now he was just able to take um, THC off of that UA. Cool. And I just found so much joy in that because now I just know that there's, you know, People are you can be yourself. You can, you can, and the job's still getting yeah. done at a very professional level. Sometimes even more efficiently. You know, yeah, like, uh, you have people not having to worry about pain all the time while they're working. You know, I like, had it. You have or anxiety. Anxiety. That's the big one. I work. You can focus that way. Yeah. I've worked in a very professional corporate world before I was an artist, and I've had a boss like me, like fake bees, just like just take this because. I need you here. And we it doesn't matter. He I know you're baked. Yeah, yeah, he does. He knows that it's still like the stigma behind it. I need that to just is go away. That's a really good point, though. Like to destigmatize cannabis through the act of packaging it's, and like what, what we're yeah, putting yeah. out as an industry. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 That's it's, the responsibility I, mean, I think that we have. The, the lid, packaging. The packaging is the first thing you see before you see the product. Mm-hmm. But then and it's it really all about the product. Yeah. 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 Not, yeah. So much good weed and so much good weed in Washington. Yeah. And a lot of good art. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm I'm pro- uh, contracted out of a local art shop in Tacoma and like just the people I get to work with, there's I'm afraid to move because I don't know if other communities are so art as yeah. like it is insane. It is insane in between Seattle and Tacoma. Yeah, like, there's just always a night market, always an art market, always a creative fair, always... You're in the right spot, then. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd be. <laughs> I just don't know if other communities are so lucky. <laughs> well, thank you guys for joining us today. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Hopefully, you guys are nice and toasty. I am. Had a good time? So toasty. Oh, yeah. So toasty. Awesome. So toasty. Well, thank you guys for joining us, and thank you guys for joining us. Uh, make sure you click like, subscribe, share with your friends, and uh, visit our website, immaturestoners.com. Uh, for merchandise and stuff. We have cool shirts. They're great.